All right, today's topic is for parents, but especially for dads, because I'm joined in the studio by John Bellis. John, we're going to talk about when your son comes to you and asks if they can date. And we're talking about maybe 13, 14, 15, 16. And I think for a lot of Christian parents, they're not really sure what to say, right? Because they don't want to be too legalistic about it, but they also don't want to be too tight-lipped that you know they don't parent well. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I think part of the issue is when we set expectations for our kids, hopefully we have those conversations about the why. So I don't know if there is a black and white answer, should I let my son date? But first of all, what do they mean by dating? I think it's important. We were having a conversation with another pastor that we know earlier today, and he was talking about that. And I think his son's definition of dating and his definition of dating were different. And so I know for us, we just shared with our son that in our minds, dating, group dating was okay to go out on a date, you know, with other guys and other gals together. Uh, but even now my son is 17, we still uh, don't really allow him to go out one-on-one on a date with a gal. Yeah. So what would you say, John, to the dad who they almost want to stop listening to this because they know what their answer is going to be? No, absolutely not. You can't date. Like I'm going to just be one of those dads who's going to just lay down the hammer and I'm going to set these really tight, strict rules. And, uh, and they feel pretty good about themselves setting those rules. I would say, keep in mind, your son's going to be 18 mm-hmm. eventually. And if he hasn't bought into the why, you have some of the principles that you've, that you've set in your home. Yeah. He's not going to obey him anyway. Once he's out, he's probably going to rebel. He's probably going to push back. Yeah. And so this gives you an opportunity to talk about the hard issues behind dating. You know why? Why, for example, our son is 17 now. Why do we not want him to just be reckless with his heart? Why do we not want him to be reckless with maybe commitments that he would make? We want him to be someone who keeps his word. And so I think having those conversations is more important than just here's the rule and that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah, we like to define parenting as transferring ownership, right? When they're one two years old, you you own most of their life because you, you can't poop or eat or sleep for them, but just about everything else you do for them. But as they grow older, you you allow them to own more and more of their decisions and their consequences. And then eventually the goal is by the time they leave your home, they own, hopefully, some of the values that you've taught them. Instead of it just being you cram those values down their throat, they own those values, and now they begin to live those and uh, and believe in those at the same level that you do. Um, and so I think what happens with a lot of parents, Christian parents, we see this in, is they just feel like I'm going to just I'm going to set these rules. I'm going to make I'm going to make them obey me because that's my job. And then so many times we see these kids leave the home, and what happens? Yeah, and then they rebel. I think it goes back to a principle that I know you've shared before, and that's that it's more effective when truth is discovered versus when truth is just lectured or taught. So if we can help our children discover the truth, if we can help our kids discover why, you know, again, I'm not necessarily saying that dating is right or wrong or good or bad, but if we can help them discover how does it fit in with their um, with their framework, with what God has called them to do as a young man or a young woman, then they're going to take ownership of that. And that will likely carry over when they leave our home and we don't have the same kind of influence that we have now. Right. And one of the one of the verses dads can use, and I know you and I have both used this with our sons, is from Song of Songs, chapter 8, verse 4. And it says this, promise me, this is actually spoken to women, but promise me not to awaken love until the time is right. So John, how would you explain that passage to your son? 
Well, for for my boy, and he had an experience early on in high school where he wasn't dating a young woman because he wasn't even 16. He couldn't drive. They didn't spend a lot of time together, but this relationship developed and, you know, texts and stuff back and forth where some pretty significant promises were made to one another. And it gave us a good opportunity to talk about some of the foolishness and making those kind of commitments and those promises at a young age. Uh, I explained to him that likely this relationship, if you want to call it that, that you have is not going to last. It's not going to be long term. In fact, within three weeks, you know, they weren't even boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever you want to call it. And so I think this verse speaks to that. You know, there's going to be a time where you are going to find that person that you want to make some significant, we hope as Christians, lifelong commitments to. But you don't need to make that at 16 or at 17. You know, that, that time is going to come. There's going to be a season for that. Yeah, and one of the things I tell my son is, look, look, if you start dating at 15, 16, again, group dates are different, Under, you know, hanging out with friends, looking and seeing what you, what you appreciate about girls, right, so that you can be ready for the time when you will be dating. But kind of that intense one-on-one dating is just setting you up for failure. It's setting her up for failure, most likely. And what I tell my son is, you're going to awaken love in yourself. And now you're going to, but you're holding up. You're not going to, you might not get married till you're in your twenties. What are you going to be doing for six, seven, eight years? You you know, you give yourself an inch and you're going to want to take, eventually that's going to lead to a foot and then a mile. And, and so I have really challenged my son. Women are great. You know, God has given us women. Eventually one of these women is going to be your wife. But in the meantime, there's so many other things you can do to focus on um, that will keep you really honoring God even in your young years. Yeah, I think along with that, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, how we battle sin, but the one sin you really don't ever see the Bible talk about battling is sexual immorality. Instead, it says to flee, Hmm. to run away from it, not to try and battle it. So, you know, why put yourself in a position where you're, you're battling more than you need to? And so I think those two verses work well together. But dads, remember, it's not your job to cram this truth down your son's throat. Don't try to don't try to do it that way, but rather to shepherd his heart and help him to understand and embrace this and take ownership of these values um, for for his own part, because he wants to honor God, not just because his dad says he can't date.